I will start. I disagree. You can cut that. Hello and welcome to this episode of No Refunds. Uh, my name is Dwight and joining me this week is... Alex. And... Tiffany. And we have two special guests in the house tonight. And you guys can fight over who gets to say introduce themselves first. I guess I'm going first. Yay. Who are you? I'm Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Yay. You you may remember her <laughs> from the 2019 movie draft. We talked which about we never movies. did a recap of. This is not the recap. We will do one eventually. Will we? <laughs> no. Let, let's do it point. in January. Okay. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> we owe you a episode, so you are you will come on at some point. Um, and Brian. Oh, sorry. Yeah, hi, I'm Brian. <laughs> 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 Brian's here too. I don't like Lucky Charms as much as Dwight. Okay, so we were having a fight pre-doing <laughs> this. We were doing our tier lists of, of cereals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That where well, we, we were trying to do both rankings. tier rank, tier list and power rank, and those are different things. True. <laughs> Which so, cereal is the most cereal, though? Uh-huh. That's what we were trying to figure out, too. Mm-hmm. When you say cereal, what do you think of mm-hmm. What was the, what, what do you think the first cereal was, without looking it up? Oh, the I don't first know. cereal cornflakes. Yeah, I think yeah. it was cornflakes. Cornflakes sounds right. Cornflakes. Cornflakes was invented to, to <clears throat> suppress sexual urges. Yes, yes, I remember oh, reading yeah, I remember about, hearing that. about that. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking it up. I it's... should eat some cornflakes. <laughs> Watch it be like grape nuts. It's Rice oh. Krispies. No, <laughs> maybe. Be. I don't believe it. it. First cereal. I feel like it's some sort of gruel. Oh my god, the first, the first Oatmeal, cold. Wait, the first cold breakfast cereal granula was invented in the united states in 1863 where does that go on granula granula sounds disgusting that's gotta be top of the power wait 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 wait. (laughs) it gets cereal it gets better the cereal never became popular due to the inconvenient necessity of tenderizing the heavy bran and graham nuggets by soaking them overnight yeah that's what it kind of seems like or like yeah sounds gross okay so yeah, I'm not for it. That's high a, on the power rankings. Yeah, difficult mm-hmm. to eat. It would defeat you. <laughs> it would definitely yeah. defeat you. Grape nuts are up there too, then though. Yeah, for sure. Probably is like the strongest. They crack your teeth. It's also probably like 80 percent sawdust and like <clears throat> eggs of something. Yeah, like an insect because there was like no quality control back. Sure. Then. Yeah. Oh, granula. Yeah. Mm, I'd, eat that. I'd eat Brandon Graham. I okay. just don't like the name. <laughs> it's like Dracula. I think to start, everyone should go around and say what their favorite cereal is. Oh, I like that. So oh, why don't you start so then? Me, uh, I don't know what my favorite it. cereal is. I have to like really think about it. But right now, I'm obsessed with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm. I've eaten. I've gone through two uh, large boxes in in like two weeks. Of but each. not French Toast Crunch? No, no. Regular French, a regular uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch and then... Not the Churros Toast no. Crunch? And I've been eating it for dessert instead of like ice cream or cookies. Oh, do they mm. still make French Toast Crunch? Or... I have no that idea. That was gross. <laughs> they do. Okay. So Bonnie, what's yours? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, <laughs> Skip. A- a- adult me mm. says like Cinnamon Life mm. is a pretty good go-to, but when I want something sweet, I like... This goes back to our childhood where you mix like cocoa puffs with kicks. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> I never did that. Cops and robbers. Yeah. Is that what you guys called it? 
I don't know. We just mixed it that as kids. I, and I remember it was because mom didn't want us. Right. <laughs> no, the, the kicks are the robbers. Yeah, exactly. Because the cops are dressed in, in like blue. So that's the, that's the Cocoa Pops. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what's your favorite cereal? Uh, I Honey Nut Cheerios, easy peasy. Obviously, like well, there's not even a contest. Those, I mean, that is also my answer. Like hands oh. down, Honey Nut Cheerios, greatest cereal. Period. Anybody that says Wheaties is like the staple of cereals is just insane. I'm not saying it's my favorite. I'm saying I mean, it's the but staple. But you said it's the staple, and it I disagree. Is. Honey Nut Cheerios, Cheerios. Period. I think at this point in our culture, Wheaties is like the de facto like cultural touchstone specifically because like there's so nope the no Wheaties one eats them but you're the, but definitely wrong I think no one even knows the what they box, are anymore i think like when our parents were <laughs> were our age Wheaties might have been a bigger thing but now it's like they're not a thing anymore. it's, no. al- it's only they're a not? thing to refer to somebody as being a good athlete <laughs> please email us if you still eat Wheaties. oh no we want to know uh, mine but for for the record is honey uh, no, just <laughs> oh, yeah. i'm not sure as you picked right <laughs> good answer damn it lucky charms mine's lucky charms also good answer 100 lucky charms so that's our power rankings. I like it. Lucky Charms and then all the others. And this has been an episode of No Refunds. Yes. Thank you for listening. <laughs> the end. Um, Where's Cookie Crisp, Paul? Oh, Ooh. D or F? Cookie yeah, Crisp probably. used to be way up there, but Cookie Crisp is way down In the now. power rankings, it might crisp. be pretty high, though. Yeah, it's way <laughs> high in the power rankings. Because it's literally cops and robbers. It's very difficult to eat. It's I have never eaten Cookie Crisp. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not don't, worth it. Don't, it's don't even do it. Not anymore. It's no. better, it would be better just to buy Chips Ahoy and crush they them crumb. up in milk. Oh, yeah. They have a Chips Ahoy cereal now, they? Don't do, they? and they have no, Oreo O's. And Nutter Butters. Oreo O's. They had those when I was a kid. I loved Oreo O's. Those are great. Oh, you know what? They have when I was a kid they had um you're saying themed... when I was a kid when we were yeah. all kids at the same time yes and no do you guys we... do, well the, this might be different for Bonnie and Alex I mean, yeah, do you yeah, guys remember I was a kid kids. once yeah but you're you not were. that much younger than us no but, <clears throat> but there's, was, there's was, a generation I know, uh, was a turtle little... cereal important for you guys no. Alex is a no it was 100% important for I me. don't even know what that was. I don't <laughs> it was not Im- I have was. no idea what that is. It was uh it was like checks that was sugar coated or not but not as much as like frosted flakes they were like lightly sugar coated checks um or like the they were like nets or whatever they called them and then they had marshmallows in them. So Dwight is 80 and we're all <laughs> You know those bowls <laughs> that we have with, with turtles in them? Oh, I know. That's from that cereal. They had marshmallows. I don't Do you know remember what that mud is. and bugs. Yeah. It was like Cocoa Puffs with marshmallows in it. It was like a Lion King themed one. Ooh, cool. I <laughs> yeah, don't what's up with all the freaking theme cereals? Like, do, uh, like all of those go in the D tier. They yeah. have to. They're all the same. Good. Just give me Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. It's Please. like Honey Nut Cheerios. <coughs> Pops is the next tier down, maybe for me. I think Pops is real good. You know, Frosted Flakes next year down, maybe. What about Apple Jacks? That just came across my mind. Yeah, Apple Apple Jacks and Fruit Loops. Loops. Those are both in the middle of the road. Those are like checks. Uh, Those are like middle of the road. They're like. They have honey checks. Oh, that would be better. I think Ryan and I agree pretty pretty Honey Bunches of Oats. That's pretty high for me. Oh, yeah, sure. Bunches of Oats. I agree with that. I'm not sure I've ever had that. With almonds. With almonds. Yeah, I would put that up in like the A range. Definitely. 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's like tied with like Fruit Loops and those. Oh, no. no. Yeah, Fruit Loops yeah. is way lower. <laughs> what? Fruit Loops is like a D series. How? Fruit Loops is not even on the list for me. What are you talking about? I can't do Fruit, Fruit Loops. Loops is I think Fruit Loops Sweet. is great. Fruit Loops is way mm. good. It's way up there. Or Tricks. 
Tricks yeah, I tricks like better than yeah. Fruit Loops. Bonnie has mm-hmm. Tricks higher. I think Tricks is actually better than tricks Fruit Loops. Tricks is better. Yeah. It tasted yeah. actually fruity. Tricks is 100% better than Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops don't taste fruity to me. <laughs> fruit Loops just taste like different, sugar. different colored sugar. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's no actual flavor to yes. them. Like, yeah. you're right. Fruit Loops are not sorry. Um, tricks. You could there taste like, like this tasted like a banana. This thing. tasted kind of strawberry. I think I like Apple Jacks a little better than Fruit Loops, though. I would agree with that. I agree. Yes. They have a little more flavor, for sure. Do you remember so the maybe, Well, they have like the cinnamoniness. Maybe I'll drop Fruit Loops down to like the B tier. Do you remember the commercials like, they don't taste like Apple? Uh, How old no. are you? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Dwight you, has like this weird photographic memory of like such random and specific things. Were you born in the sixties? Yes. I remember advertisements from when I was a but kid. You they remember... were like such a formative part of I think most people's childhoods. Hmm. I I think that you have this very weird skill of just remembering these like key moments in your life's history that based on the on the like commercials that were just happening. like in general like dwight remembers like mm-hmm. he can remember specific things and like specific smells and textures and like details but can't remember something he did five minutes ago or like oh. someone's name like it's hmm. so oh, it's such a it's such an odd thing you're like doesn't everybody faces, remember that thing names. yeah what's my name uh... do we do we at least all agree that captain crunch is like maybe middle of the road at best for the tier list, but they're t- like very close to the top of the power rankings. Yes, because they, oh, they hurt. Was that what with you just ate yeah, recently? Peanut butter and crunch crunch Captain Crunch. Yeah, oh. doesn't you just shred your mouth? I on guess that, with right? Crunch Berries is how I always think of yeah, them. I, I shredded my mouth on peanut butter Captain Crunch, and then we went to the Puritan, and I ate <laughs> buffalo chicken tenders, oh, and my mouth was demolish oh, yep. no so you that ate stunk. you ate a deer t- d-tier cereal followed by a d-tier chicken excuse me Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. shots fired <laughs> you don't like buffalo chicken all those no. times we've gotten buffalo chicken pizza you've been this is d-tier we should get buffalo chicken pizza. I don't think I've ever gotten buffalo chicken pizza. You've never eaten buffalo chicken pizza? When Not we get ever. It Let's no. just. Oh, we're getting two buffalo chicken pizzas today. Yeah. No, no, no. One buffalo chicken and one just black olives. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds yeah. awful and worse. <laughs> no, I'm for it. That sounds great. How about, you how about just olives? a. Yes. Yeah, that's no. a weird thing. I, I, what about I just know. a buffalo chicken you? pizza with olives so that Dwight can be happy and then I can get a good no regular else, pizza? No one else leaves a buffalo well, chicken. Well, yeah. I wouldn't need it if it had olives on it because olives are gross. Only black olives. I don't like any other kind of olives. They're all gross. They're all gross. So do we have any emails? <laughs> oh, do we want to do emails? We do have some emails. And uh, this is actually, this will be good because Brian and probably Bonnie, you guys can weigh in on these. We have four emails. Uh, we're only going to read two of them because uh, two of them are, the other two are specifically for our 50th episode, which we're going to do top five TV shows. Um, so if anyone else has uh, emails that are, are have has a list of their top five uh, TV shows that they want to send in, uh, norefundspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to be doing that next episode. Wait, is next episode 50? Yes, it is. Holy this is crap. 49. Well, okay. technically this is 50. <laughs> we'll never let you live that down. Podcast is over. I quit. <laughs> So, um, it's 50 in my heart. Okay, so here's our first email. email. Anime recommendations for Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Here are some recommendations for you. They are all movies, so I think, uh, so, as I couldn't think of any recommendations for TV shows. A Silent Voice. When a grade school student with impaired hearing is bullied mercilessly, she transfers to another school. Years later, one of her former tormentors sets out to make amends. 
Great animation, beautiful story, very emotional. Your Name. A boy from the city and a girl from the country share a connection where they occasionally swap bodies. Complications ensue when they try to meet in person. Stunning animation, great story, and addictive soundtrack. Wolf Children. A woman marries a man who can transform into a wolf, and her children inherit the ability. Can't provide any more detail without spoilers. Amazing movie and story with lovable characters and, once again, gorgeous animation. Enjoying the podcast. Hope to see you guys soon. That one's from Haley. I'm having weird deja vu because... I've read it to you already. You've read it to me already, so I'm like, wait. And I have... To, I'm like... It's weird. My That just like blew my mind. That was so weird. Does that ever happen? Yes. Where you're like, you know you've done... Like, in this case, it's like, I know you've read that to me before. It's, it's a glitch in the matrix. Oh, it's weird. I just... Ooh, that creeped me out. Um, I like that they're all movies because I feel like I'm at a point right now where... um. This is this is why you shouldn't tell people that you're watching things or you like things because just so many things are being thrown at yeah, me. Like, a like flood of them, right? so many recommendations. So movies are good because they're like, watch it and then you, not that you forget about it, but like you can watch it in an evening. Like mm-hmm. if somebody recommends a show, it's like, okay, cool. I have to like get into the groove. And like with shows, it's like sometimes it takes, depending on how long it is, like three, four, five, sometimes 10 episodes to like figure out mm-hmm. what's happening or, mm-hmm. you know. So I like that they're movies. The one that I think that I think I like the most concept wise is the wolf children one. Mm-hmm. I think because we've talked about I think I've talked about in here. I like things with specific rules and like weird, not weird things, but like it almost has that supernatural kind of aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I've heard very good things about wolf children specifically. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the one that I've heard the most about. Yeah. Uh, I don't watch all that many anime movies despite being mm-hmm. a fan of the genre. Genre? I don't know. What do you call it? The medium. style? Medium? Do you think genre is? Yeah, genre's fine. Well, but anime isn't a genre. Yeah. Anime, like, there's genres yeah. within it. At, at this like, point, you don't I guess I yeah, like you wouldn't become say, its own genre. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. say you like movies, you would say. But I know but like, you're, yeah, I know what you mean. I like movies. It's but a like, genre. <laughs> yeah, no. But like but I, I would say I like animated of, movies. Yeah. yeah. Like but, anime is sort of a genre a, and then it has subgenres. Sort right. of like, yeah. 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 Um what's the, the what's the name of the first one? Uh the name of the first one is A Silent Voice. That That's all, one I know nothing about. Cuz that also sounds like less rule-based world based but more like a good story kind of like i know your name got a lot of praise yeah your but name i didn't is, see it your name is yeah. the one that scott and Haley have been trying to get us for like a year yeah. plus to go on uh writer's bagel yeah. basket and watch i was them. just gonna say just with the, referencing the movies and not throwing that out it's like when i have a free weekend where i'm not running seven thousand miles and when i'm not doing homework mm-hmm. maybe sometime in 2021 <laughs> i know my yeah. life is like uh, I was gonna say, no, Bonnie, I've have you never seen any heard, of those? Or? I mean, I enjoy anime as a whatever we've decided to call it. A genre. <laughs> um, it's its own genre. Sure. But Dang. I find that I go through like waves where like I'll watch one anime and then I just won't watch anything for an entire year. And then mm-hmm. I'll watch like another anime and then I just won't watch. So movies don't often fall into that like swing of things mm-hmm. in terms of like anime japanese anime i guess specifically like animated movies are a different mm-hmm. genre question mark <laughs> <clears throat> so i've never actually heard of any of those i don't mm-hmm. but they sound interesting i yeah. think your sister also recommended wolf children gina mm-hmm. recommended wolf children and the stupid satellite movie that i wasn't that big a fan of 
Alex, what was it called? Wow. <laughs> Summer Wars. Oh no. <laughs> Summer Wars was fine. Gina recommended some other movies as well. So I have a I have quite a list to go through and I'll I think Gina rec- also recommended Wolf Children in Your Name. For those no, I said, said Wolf Children. I think she also I recommended, recommended your name. I think so too. So very cool. Similar recommendation. And I think sometimes hearing the same recommendations from more than one person also helps because you're like, oh, okay, this is something that's like, because like I know like, like with Gina, um, with your sister, Dwight, like they're, she watches so much. And I think Bonnie, you had said that, like she just watches so much of it. Yeah. So it's like <clears throat> her, she's pulling from all of these different like, you know, corners of, of the genre where other people are more casual and they're like, oh, these are like the big popular things. So to kind of hear the same recommendations from multiple people is kind of cool. Brian also has a weird, like you watch all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't <laughs> like, know. I watch, I, I mean, I used to watch typical like mm-hmm. action, whatever stuff. Oh. And I've sort of like transitioned into uh, sort of, I don't know, dramas, like just character dramas. Mm-hmm. Most of them are sort of like, uh, transition periods of people's lives. So, oh, like, coming you know, of yeah, yeah, coming yeah. of age, slice, sort of of life, slice of life. Like, stuff. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of them have to do with, like, just the story starts at a point where the character has gone through something mm-hmm. difficult and then they try to figure out how to navigate it. So, like, yeah. I, don't, I guess I'd call it drama in general, but that's, that's kind of where I've been living recently. I run into the issue with subtitles like a lot of people Mm. will recommend a specific anime but Mm -hmm. it still is only subbed and i i just can't figure (laughs) out how to switch my brain so it doesn't just continually read the subtitles over and over and over and over again so then i don't get to appreciate any of the art or Mm -hmm. the animation or Mm -hmm. like actually focus on any of the story that's going on because all i'm doing is just reading the words so people recommend these amazing animes but they're all ones that are still relatively new Mm -hmm. that are only subbed and i just like can't so then a year later i forget that they're a thing when they're finally dubbed just (laughs) learn japanese just just learn japanese no problem really yeah like when i watch tv like regular tv with the captions and like that's something when we first started dating we were like Oh, you do that too? Like, I've always watched TV with the captions. Mm-hmm. I, I think it started as like a joke when we were kids. Like, oh, let's turn the captions on. You know, things you do when you're seven. Um, but I never stopped watching TV. Yeah. So like when we go to movies now, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go home and watch this with the captions because I don't understand <laughs> what they're saying. And so it's like a different experience for me, like where I like to read and make sure I'm getting all of those like things. But yeah. then with the stuff that's subbed, um, you get that weird thing where sometimes stuff gets lost in translation. Cause that happened sure. with mm-hmm. full metal. I remember when we were watching it with just subtitles and like the English translation or the English voices didn't necessarily match what the translation was for the, the, the captions. Yeah. And that way we're kind of getting best of both worlds. Cause we watch yeah. it with English dub, but we have the Japanese uh, subtitles on. Mm-hmm. So it's more or less the same thing. And it's actually kind of almost mm-hmm. fun to see that what, what has it's... changed. <laughs> it, it's, it's like not, at this point in anime, because like people actually care about it in America, it's like 95% the same. There's just a couple of like colloquialisms yes. that, that have changed. Yeah. That's really yeah. kind of it. It's so, it's so interesting. It's so One weird. of the only things I've ever done that with is, um, Stephen Chow's movies, Kung Fu Hustle and uh, Shaolin Soccer, watching those with subtitles and the dub on, some of the lines of dialogues are completely different. Like, not even the same gist. But like, like, completely changes the meaning of what's going on. Absolutely changes what's going on. And you're just like, this is awesome. It, it That was like a bigger issue um, 
in like the early 90s when whoever was handling the translation didn't care or yep. didn't know. Um, there's a very famous air quote example in Dragon Ball Z where um, when Goku's first fighting Vegeta and Vegeta throws up the uh, the energy ball that transforms him into the great ape. Mm-hmm. In the original one, he's like, your father, like he's talking to Goku. He's like, your dad created this technique that so we can use it on um, other planets. He was a great scientist. And like, that's not true at all because mm-hmm. Bardock is a very specific character and he does other things. So it's like weird how some translations can completely change the meaning of something, but right. they're much better about it now, So, mm. which is fun. Okay, so that's that uh, uh, email. We have another one also about anime. This is going to be a... Oh, my God. It's like this is what I'm saying. Like, you can't tell people you like something because they're all just going to throw stuff at you, and it's so funny. It's like those cookies that we brought. They're so good. (laughs) What? I don't know. Alex said he liked cookies, and now we're throwing them at him. That's what we're doing. What? I don't know. (laughs) I do appreciate it, and I like it. It's just... it. It's like really, really silly. Like I'm, it's almost like I feel, and I don't know if these probably aren't recommendations, but I feel like now this topic of anime is like, we got another one. Like we got her, we got her in. Let's rope her in. Let's the, make sure she stays here. The the t- uh, subject of this uh, email is potential new anime suggestions for Tiffany. I love it. <laughs> I love this so much. Who's this from? This is from uh, Chris, Christopher, Doctor Chris is how he signs his. Doctor Chris. Chris. Wait, is this somebody we know? Uh, someone that Alex knows. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You already told me that. Yeah. <laughs> I believe his proper name is Evil Dwight. Evil Dwight. Yes. Oh. Yes. I've heard of. Does I've he look like him. you? Not that I know of. No. Okay. We just have similar interests. I mean, he's, he has and... facial hair. Okay. Um, but he's balding, ish. Don't tell him that. He'll he's listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, you know how audio he's, works. He's right? skinny. Uh, he's tall so he is he is really like an evil dwight he's yeah. like an opposite of dwight yeah. he's like an evil he's bizarro dwight, dwight. okay cool mm, okay. okay i'm in so <laughs> hi there uh as i was listening to the latest podcast and the discussion of tiffany being anime ruined quote unquote because she's only been exposed to the best stuff so far <laughs> i began to think about what my first exposure to anime was to see what i might recommend i remember watching uh late at night in middle school vampire hunter d It's been a while since I have watched it, but I did show my wife a while back, and she liked it enough to continue with my suggestions. The next big series I got involved with was Ghost in the Shell series, was the Ghost in the Shell series. The first animated movie is okay. The second is kind of crap. The two seasons of GITS, it's an acronym for Ghost in the Shell, uh, standalone complex is some of the best TV that my wife and I have watched. We still talk about some of the episodes today. Additionally, another recommendation that we have talked about rewatching is the Helsing series. In trying to remember the name, it looks like they redid it closer to the manga and named it Helsing Ultimate. My wife and I said we need to try to watch that. Just wanted to contribute to the podcast. I enjoy listening to it and hope that you get to play the Final Fantasy VII remake someday, as you have been talking about it since episode one. <laughs> Thanks for the interview. Zero, double zero. Yeah, which which episode is it? I mean, maybe maybe it was episode one. It's possible. Everybody just calm down. Thanks for the entertainment, Dr. Chris. I'm going to respond with, I have uh, three options to respond to it. And there's thanks, I'll check them out. Thanks, I'll check it out. Or cool, I'll check it out. Uh, you should respond with fuck you. (laughs) That's an option. Alex, would you like to respond with a fuck you? Um, Sure. Okay, cool. So... 
going through these uh, recommendations, does, mm-hmm. has anyone here have any experience with Vampire Hunter D? I have not watched uh, that show. A bare minimum. I, I had a, a roommate in college who liked that show a lot and recommended a few anime to me. None of them really like struck me because they were they're the sort of like. I don't know. They're more serious action shows than the mm-hmm. ones I got into when I was like mm-hmm. at that age. So they're a little bit more like um, gritty. They're like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. See, I think that's what I would be leaning more towards. I think I'm like, I've, I've been enjoying the stuff we've watched, but like, I, I think that's something that has real kind of serious situations i guess almost appeals to me more than just like oh look at us like we're just like really cute little anime things like it's something mm-hmm. with like a so I, fruits baskets is like number one on your that's list probably not <laughs> anywhere near my list but like i think something that has something that has those storytelling elements to it where like people might die and people are like at risk and it's like it's you know things don't necessarily get solved at the end of the episode like they're you know that's something i think that interests me as an adult watching and getting into the stuff for the first time mm-hmm. makes sense and also Helsing, spooky things yeah so um, i was gonna go to ghost in the shell next but oh I'll, sure because uh, yeah. i I think we don't have much to say about that. I've never seen it. I've heard really good things about Which, it. Which, Ghost in the Shell? Ghost in the Shell. So oh, I've watched I've, one of the movies. I've watched both movies. Okay. The second movie's awful. The first movie's good. <laughs> yeah, the first movie is good. It's hard to absorb a little bit, so watch it when you're more awake than asleep. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of, like, attention. Yes. Um, kind of, like... I mean, the closest thing I could compare it to is like the Matrix. Like, yeah, it takes it's, work. It's it, like a psychological yep. thing. Yeah, uh, and it drops you into this world that like is very weird, and there's a lot going on, and they just expect you to pick up on their terminology and everything very quickly. And once you do, it's awesome. I, I really like the first movie, but the second movie is awful. The second movie is so bad. Don't watch it. But I've. <laughs> I've heard really good things about standalone complex, Honestly, but that, I've never, show, I've right? never actually watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only seen the first two movies. I know that at one point, um, one of Brian and mine friends, uh, Jason tried to show us ghost in the shell. Yep. And I don't think any of us watched it while it was on in the background. We were just no. talking over it. We were too distracted. So, it's exactly. Like, yeah. We like missed a little bit and then it's like, well, then you're lost. And you yes, can't follow anything. absolutely. Yep. You have to be really paying attention. Makes sense. Yep. Um, so the next one uh, was Helsing. Um, sure. I, I've watched both. I don't think I finished either series, um, but I started watching the original Helsing and I have watched Helsing Ultimate. When we were in college, Helsing Ultimate was like coming out. Uh, yeah. I think they were releasing yeah. them in movie forms or like, I guess the way we watched Condensed them. Condensed versions. It, yeah, or, it was like yeah. like an episode would come out and it was only like once a month or something like that or every other month. It took a long time for them to come out. I remember mm-hmm. watching and we didn't finish them in school, but that, they were good. I mean, that show, I don't, has anybody else, have you watched something? No. no. Okay. Um, it was sort of strange to watch for me because some of the action is like neat, but the the main like character that you follow, Helsing himself, is so overpowered. He's just like, He's the, like right. There's like nothing that stops him. So there's no intrigue there. The intrigue all comes from his relationship with like, the police Sarah? girl like yeah she's like, like yeah I, if i remember it's been so long yeah it, she's like a cop who's tracking his case or something and then he turns her into one of his like vampire dealies like yep. whatever they're called 
there's some really cool uh, side vampire characters. Dealies. Yeah, vampire dealies is the technical term. Yeah. Um, there's some really not cool like side a ghoul, characters. but like a, a sub. She is a vampire. Like she yeah. has to drink blood. Right, 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 right. Um, there's like this uh, butler guy who uses like wires to fight people, and cool. he like. I remember him like shredding through zombies at one point with these like really cool wiry things. You said zombies and Tiffany's ears. I was like, what? Yeah, it's all sorts of like undead ghoulies. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I know Helsing. You know, I know Van Helsing. Well, yeah, but he is not Helsing. Well, Helsing is actually kind of cool. So he, the name of the main character is Alucard. Okay. I don't know if you know anything about Dracula lore. Uh, is, that, is that Dracula, Dracula backwards? backwards. <laughs> you know what? The most when you just said Whoa. that, all I could think of was Dr. Acula from Scrubs. <laughs> um, so I think he actually ever. turns out to, like, eh, whatever. So, but Helsing is, there is a, there is a Helsing in it. I think it's, it's the lady, right? She's like in charge of. It's like, like an organization or something. Wait, I don't is remember. Helsing like a title? It's not a name? Well, it's a name. It's a family name. And so it's like passed down through like, oh, the, oh, the bloodline. The way you just said uh, is a Helsing and my mind just went to like it being a title and uh, not a name. That makes sense. I remember the priest guy being any. really cool. Or the paladin. Uh, there's this guy who works for like the Catholic Church and he fights uh, Alucard. And it's really cool. I just remember it being badass. It was fun. Sure. I, I enjoyed it. It's pro- It's a. I would describe it as a romp. As <laughs> <laughs> a romp. A gory romp. Through what? I don't know. Zombies. <laughs> I would say through England. <laughs> through ghoulies. Sure. Yeah, through ghoulies. Cool. I like ghoulies. <laughs> so that's our um our emails that's cool. for this for this one. So you got a lot of no recommendations more that we gotta check out. Please. I haven't even given you my recommendations. No more suggestions. Because you know what? It's like <laughs> I know there's it's... a there's a um it's like a tweet. I think it's a tweet that I've seen a couple times where like when somebody says, oh, you should check out this movie and you go, oh, I'll add it to my list. Yeah. But that list doesn't exist. Yeah. So I'm saying I'm going to add it to my uh, list, but I don't know if I will ever watch any what, of these. Yeah, you really have a list. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You're adding it to like your mental <laughs> bank mental of list. stuff of yeah. like where when you're in the mood, you'll yep. check them out. Or, or, or it comes yeah. across like Netflix or, or Hulu or, or yeah. something. And I'm like, like oh, list. somebody said that was good. So right. tiebreakers when you're actually trying to make a decision yeah. about what to watch. So I may not I may not watch these until like ever 2030 so mm-hmm. i actually yeah. started making a list for one of my friends whenever we would talk about movies mm-hmm. and i would mention something and he'd be like oh i haven't seen that and i'd be like you have to see it i started writing down all those movies that i told him he had to see mm-hmm. and then i sent him the list i, I, I called it his name's brady I, I called it brady sucks at watching movies and it got to be like 50 movies long and they were some of my favorite movies and I, and I just sent him the list and I was like, you need to watch all these movies <laughs> as soon as possible. And he was like, you've written these all That's down. amazing. And a couple of them had like the number five in brackets next to it because I'd mentioned it five <gasps> times and every time he'd been like, I haven't seen that movie. I love it. So yeah, I add it to the list that doesn't <laughs> really exist. Alex has a list for you though. So oh, I'll, yeah. start, I'll start making a list I'm really afraid now. Actually, that would be great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> There is a website for that. What is that? Well, there's a website for everything. I think it's just called Anime Lists. Oh, yeah. There is no. a... Or My Anime List. My Anime like List. I, for all I actually... Media. I think I showed you My yeah. Anime List. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we were one night... We were hanging out in Discord or something. Yep. Just talking about anime. We weren't doing anything. We were just mm-hmm. talking about anime. And I was like, oh, man. 
I couldn't remember an anime I wanted to recommend to him. And I was like, oh, I'll check my anime list. And he was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's a website where you can keep track of like all the anime you've seen, all the anime you want to watch. Like, it's great. And I sent it to him and he was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Personal rankings and stuff, yeah. too. Ooh, it's nice. awesome. Yeah. I have a hard time with personal rankings, just like cereal. Because like I think of like my <laughs> and I did it even with just to bring like it back. Cereal. <laughs> No, <laughs> that was, no. That was awesome. Sorry. but like I'm thinking even of uh, our like Helsing is the grape nuts of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> but like thinking of like our top movies or shows, like I know if I made my top movie list now, it might be different. Yep. You know, I have a hard time yeah, with rankings because sure. I always think of something else. It changes based on your mood too. Yep. Yeah, 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 it's tough. Yeah. Uh, and uh, to be fair, I don't mean to put Helsing down. I guess I would call it the smacks of anime. <laughs> That's worse. It's not. It's not worse. Like, no, it is they not worse than grape nuts. They definitely are. are. What's the Cheerios of anime? The Cheerios of anime or Honey Nut Cheerios? No, Cheerios honey of Nut Cheerios. Cheerios. Okay. That's, that's something what bland. The and, Honey and Nut boring. Cheerios of anime for me right now is March comes in like a lion. Yeah, you had, you had said something about yeah. that one. The Honey Nut Cheerios of anime is Mushishi. Ooh, that's a really good one too. <laughs> I don't know what that is. For Tiffany, it's Avatar. <laughs> Or full metal. Ah, uh, it's a tie. No, it's, it's really metal. hard. Depending on the day, it's it's a tie. It's Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> so now what? I don't know. What you guys want to talk about? Um, we don't hey, really have much hey, else to talk about. Brian, as our guest. Uh, what oh yeah. You, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk you about? Want to talk about magic know. cards? You, yeah. Sure. No, if you're talking about magic cards, I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, but they had some really cute ones. They do have I some like really cute ones. I like the art and the. In fact, the there is text. a bell and beast in the most recent set. They're Grimm's fairy tale ones. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah. I was like, she's trying really hard not to sound interested. I'm listening. <laughs> I don't have much to say about it, except really that they're just like, you, you know, have my interest. It's all Grimm's. Now you have my attention. Right. It's all Grimm's fairy tale themed, and it's cute. I do like magic card yeah. art, yeah. and I always <laughs> like the um, flavor text. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. For just some like good that. stuff. Wow, um, this is a riveting podcast. Bonnie, what have you been up to? Yep. <laughs> Ooh. Um, that's another topic that tiffany probably does like the only thing that i would have to add oh, is we've been playing D &D. a lot of D, &D lately uh, <laughs> do you guys want to i mean i can i can leave the podcast um i do not mind i'm like really hungry and i'm tired and do you want to leave the podcast no but i want you guys to talk well, about what stuff you, you want, want to talk, talk about. I don't want to talk about anything. Movies? Uh, I mean, I have a couple things. I haven't shows. seen anything. I have a couple things I could talk about that you could be but tangentially interested first. in, and then we can talk about D&D &D and other things that you don't care about. I guess. Okay. I, I don't know. So I just want food. Lasers. So this morning, so <laughs> I think it came out yesterday. This morning I started watching a show and finished it. Um... <laughs> That was How do you new start a show and then finish it. It's eight. It's eight 20 minute episodes. Oh, okay. um, it's on Netflix and it's called living with yourself. It stars. Paul Rudd one. It stars Paul Rudd. Oh. Um, and it's like a, what I would call like a soft sci-fi show, but it's like also like a weird black comedy kind of thing about a guy who goes to a spa where they he thinks they're just like removing all of the bad things from him kind of like that rick and morty episode but really what they're doing is they're cloning him and making a clone that's a better version of himself and then killing him but what happens is they don't kill him right so his clone comes out and he's still alive and it's about him trying to live with the fact that he has a clone who's the better version of himself 
and it's hilarious while also being really poignant about life and like what it means to live and be be a a good person like be a person it's really good like i highly recommend it there are a couple this subject has been tread on twice before in in my like experience once in an episode of black mirror which i thought was really good which was um it had Haley atwell and domino gleason uh I can't remember the name of the episode. I don't think anyone here has watched it. Oh, okay. Well, that episode of Black Mirror is really good. And then there's a movie with Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss. Those are people. Called uh, Mark Duplass. He's not a person. Is one of the du- <laughs> Duplass brothers. Uh, he was in the, the League and Creep. Uh, you'd probably recognize him if you saw him, but might in not know the name. Dupree. Um, and Elizabeth Moss is the main girl in Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I know her. She was on Mad Men? Mad Men, yeah. And that, she, that movie... She's a woman. That movie is about uh, a couple that goes to a like couple therapy weekend where they're staying in this cottage. And the ter- it turns out that the therapy is that they're cloned and they're left with the, the clone of their partner to see how... like how much they'd enjoy it if their partner was like the person that they wanted them to be. Ooh, and that's I also don't... really interesting. Like um, all I could think about while watching the show was the show's great, but also I wanted to go back and rewatch those two things. Um, what is it? Oh my God. Uh, yes, it is. Bella of the brawl. Holy crap. That's <laughs> like the things that my dreams are made out of. We're going to start playing magic cards now, Tiffany. <laughs> yeah, no, I just want to read them. So how was your show, Alex? The show good. was good. Um, Paul Rudd is a ma- uh, like a great actor, but he toes the line of like comedy and drama really well. Um, I feel the same way about Bill Hader. Like I, I feel like they're in the same league of like they can toe that line and where you don't know if you're supposed to be laughing or crying, and they're doing it so well that you're just like stunned. Um, I don't know anything from Paul Rudd like that, but I agree with Bill Hader 100%. I I think Bill Hader, to more of an extent, is really good at it, but I think Paul Rudd is also really good at it. I don't think Paul Rudd's done enough serious stuff to have that as part of his resume. I mean, I've seen him do uh, some really good serious stuff before, um, but it's like his lesser known work. So uh, uh, same thing with, uh, I don't know, what is that guy's name? Um, Adam Scott. Ben Wyatt. Ben Wyatt. Adam there we Scott's go. The name of the <laughs> I was I was just trying to think of by Ben Wyatt. Um, Adam Scott also does that really well. He's also another one of those comedy actors that is also really good at. I feel like that's got to be a common thing. Like I, I forget which there was a movie commentary that I watched one time where the director was like, "I prefer to select comedians yep. for serious roles." Yep. Do, do you remember which commentary? This no, anyway. I have heard that before though. Like, yeah, and it, it's got to be like a. A thing because like jim yeah. carrey i found that to be true too with like yeah, robin williams as yeah well. robin yep. williams absolutely yeah um, it, it sticks around but yeah sure. so paul rudd's amazing in the show and the woman that plays his wife i don't know i think so her name is aisling i don't know if that's actually like a one one a-i-s-l-i-n-g one it's is her of, first name oh. it's an irish name so yeah i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right uh aisling b She's an Irish actress. She was amazing playing the wife on the show. She was really good. It was just, it was really good. I highly recommend it. It's eight 20 minute episodes. It's not a huge time investment. I watched it in a morning. What if I don't have Netflix? 
if you don't have Netflix, go over to your friend's house and chill for four Netflix hours. And chill? For four hours. Or no, 20 minutes, so like hour and a half, two hours? <laughs> yeah, like two hours. Oh, so it's like the length of Fully Cooley. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Perfect. It's the length of the worst Fully is better. Oh, really? Fully Cooley is so good. <laughs> we can get off the anime topic again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, so I recommend that to literally anyone, especially if you like like soft sci-fi. I call it soft sci-fi. Soft core sci-fi. Well, well, like I I like to call it soft soft sci-fi because it's like grounded in reality with a slight sci-fi twist to it. Because sure. other than the cloning part, it's just a normal human drama. Almost like her. Almost like, like her. Oh, I love um, her. I always think really of Never Let Me Go. I I doubt anyone's so, seen it. You've seen like it. Alien. You you've seen it and read the book? Question mark question mark? i lent you the book. <laughs> i don't know if you ever read it never let me go know. we definitely watched the movie together remind me and uh, it about had it. carrie mulligan what's it about uh, people about, don't, don't so actors don't mean anything it's about me. um an, an institute where they like raise clone children to be for their organs to be harvested the book, like eyeballs yeah okay i read the book i so, don't remember so watching on, the on. movie telling you, <laughs> literally just, just telling you the, the description of the plot or, or telling you who's in it isn't good enough but telling no, no, you no. what's on the cover of yes, the book 100 yeah. fuck this. She, she judged a book by its cover got eyeballs got eyeballs on it um that's the great gatsby mm, yeah <laughs> But I feel like I don't remember the eyeballs on the Great Gatsby as much as I remember like, like the lighthouse, the Green Lantern thing. Green, uh, the, my, the, the Green Lantern didn't have that on it, did it? Um, they didn't give you the right book. There. It, was, it, had, it had like it was like blue with the was, eyes. Yeah, and was the Green Lantern on it? I mean, there's like a green there's light, like a light like, on it, very small, right in the middle, yeah, like right in the middle. I look at the where eyeballs. her nose should be. Okay, so it sounds like <laughs> we have a, a sandwich intermission. <laughs> Followed by discussion of D and D and magic cards. That sounds fine to me. Uh, and I do have an important okay. question before Ooh. we go, though, and I need you here for it. Okay. And it's that um, when are we going to play? Oh, sorry, I'm oh tapping on the table. Okay. I'm aggressive. really sorry, Dwight. Brian is now uh, podcast over. Brian is now chopping my head off with a chainsaw. <laughs> uh, it's, no, I was going to ask. We talked. I think you talked about it on the last podcast, or maybe Dwight did. Um, old school nintendo 64 games we were gonna play snowboard kids too oh yeah when are that. we doing that are we doing that now are we doing that today right are you gonna play with us please no please um right i now. can't think of something i'd i don't know how to play i'd rather play it's less mario than kart. snowboard kids uh, it's like it's shitty mario, mario kart no it's improved oh. mario i've kart. never played <laughs> it a thousand times better it's than way mario better kart. than mario kart <laughs> It's so much kart, worse you, than Mario. You it's don't got, have to press an acceleration button. It's got actual oh. balance to the characters and to the items and to the racing. Maybe. It's and a, the soundtrack it's, is a, the it's a only thing it's super cute. Is, is, is the soundtrack. I've never watched it. Yeah. Played it. <laughs> or snowboard I think it's it's two. done at least two years of service on a Kids Bob Meg class Megres class <laughs> battleship. So definitely slaps. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. That what? Was, that was those, a bunch of words. Those were words. <laughs> I don't know what they Words meant. strung together to mean all of nothing. <laughs> Intermission. Yeet. <laughs> Maybe I'm not coming back after <laughs> the break. Can I hack into this microphone some more? And we're back. Lumpy lips. Oh, are we recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi. This is Brian. Hi. This is Dwight. I'm Alex. Still Bonnie. And Good. Jesse's here in the room. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Gen Z. Tiffany, I think, is asleep. She sort of is. 
She's not. She what? just said things. We took a break. <laughs> we ate some chicken teriyaki calzone. Mm-hmm. Think Is that really what you guys had? Yeah. You were like, because you were talking about getting chicken teriyaki. Yeah. We did. We did. Got. It was uh, delicious. Tiffany got a sub. Tiffany got chicken finger sub. Chicken and Alex and I sub. split a buffalo chicken pizza. Right, right. We both burned the roof, <laughs> roof of our mouth. Because we're thin, thin skinny Let's kids. Let's go get some Captain Hot Crunch. pizza. S tier <clears throat> power ranking. <laughs> oh wait, Jesse. Well, um, what would be danger. your favorite cereal? Oh wow, we're going backwards, Jesse. Okay. Should I be near a mic? No, 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 we're no, going no. downhill and backwards. It's fine, Great. Jesse. What's your favorite cereal? Uh, we're just warming up. Is uh, Golden Grams. Golden oh, Grams. That's, that's a solid that's choice. A solid that's a solid I put that choice. around eight, eight tier. Yeah, yeah, eight tier. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Actually, that's an eight tier cereal. Oh, do we all give it the eight tier stamp of approval? I don't know what A means. Still, <laughs> um, it's two I down would from rank. The best. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> wait, wait, we have an S plus. Yeah, we have an, an S plus. plus. Why? Honey Nut Cheerios. No. Honey Nut Cheerios. No. If we say cereal, Jesse, what cereal? comes to mind like as the epitome of cereal <laughs> these are such loaded questions right now. we've primed them a whole lot <clears throat> like the staple the staple of cereal yeah, if, if, the, if the if the plutonic ideal of cereal no not the ideal the first thing no, that comes to mind what what do you think uh most uh americans or most people in the world no no say, no that's not the question <laughs> it's what do you think when you hear cereal okay well, that's flawed now because i'm already thinking of golden grams yeah. right right, right. and honey nut cheerios yeah or no no <laughs> what's the, the last order? thing you think no of? the answer is okay. wheaties can we, <laughs> can we talk wheaties. about D now because um, Tiffany, Tiffany said she bowed out and that's good and i want to talk Tiffany about D&D. Hates okay let's D&D. talk about D. okay D. uh it's a game and <laughs> i'm gonna make tiffany edit this episode <laughs> my god it's a good game and bonnie likes druids so last <laughs> yeah. weekend i think it was last weekend i played two different ones last weekend Whoa. or in the last week me bonnie and dwight have all played D twice in the last week it's true one of which we all played together for eight hours and you excluded it was, yeah, it was like all day maybe seven hours if you had come you could have played as michael because yeah. when no one's we there take him with michael doesn't everywhere. do anything yeah <laughs> you're always welcome to play as michael but also you were invited to play in the other group and you said no yeah so yeah but that's because it's online and it's a bunch <laughs> of weird races and it's like brian and i it's are a whole bunch of on, it's too many people it's just brian and i are on the same wavelength for everything in this and i feel so vindicated it makes me so happy yeah why it's can't just people like, just play regular races, it's man? It's too much of a mess. Human is the... Wow, how does it feel yeah. being racist? Human is just the best race in why the game. Why can't people just be normal? Easy peasy. Human is the best race in the game. Fact. Human is a broken race. Yeah. That's so Being good. able to start with a feat is just like... Is awesome. Stupid good. Yeah. It is. It's real good. Yeah. But also... All the other races are so weird and hard to interact with. They ruin every single interaction in every single town. Like the, it, it's uh, to the point where in my campaign, I don't know if this distract. is how I should be doing it. I just it doesn't I don't think about it. And so I feel like I'm not role playing to that proper level in terms of like we have a goblin and a furbold in our campaign. And it's like I almost forget that that's what they are at yeah. times. And I feel like I'm doing a disservice to my players. 
you two. I think you're doing a fine job. Because okay. you're doing good. When you do the weird races, it, <laughs> ha- it has such a big tendency to distract from everything else you're doing. <laughs> like every every time I've ever played with a tiefling, for example, it's like everything suddenly becomes about the tiefling or like whenever i play with a dragon what are they dragonborn dragon yeah Ken, yeah dragonborn um that like every suddenly everybody's like oh it's like a dragon and like oh he's a new dragon because like, they have to react with like fear and, yeah. and that type of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but if everybody's weird then nobody's weird but that's not true <laughs> but it, it the the hard part is fitting it into an existing world yeah. right. so you have like for example in our, our campaign we're playing right now um online we have a, a tortle mm-hmm. and a tortle just does not exist in Faerun. Like, they don't exist. So now Billy has to figure out a way to work that into the lore of what he... Of an existing campaign. It's not like it's a homebrew where he can, like, alter things as he sees fit. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder in, like... There's going to be no NPCs that we run into that are tortle. So it's going to like of them like a robot too. Yeah, we have yeah a war we have forged. a warforged and a tabaxi. That's what you are, Alex, yeah, right? Yeah. Tabaxi, I don't mind. And then it's we also like have a, a drow, which is inherently drow. evil, which is yeah. also yeah, hard to drow. fit into a, no. a like it's no, weird. Just be an elf. That's what I am. I'm an elf. <laughs> just be like an elf with blue just skin. Just a regular really elf. <laughs> regular elf. I'm a regular skin. boring elf. Do you have blue skin? Pale skin. Pale. Cool. And we have a deep gnome. <laughs> deep gnomes are fine because they're they're not evil like it, like there are certain things that when you when you slot them into a group it like breaks dynamics right in a way that like it's hard to like get around alignments for example mm-hmm. um and i don't know it's also <laughs> difficult online i feel like i'm complaining a lot right now and i feel bad you I, are i'm just gonna have billy kick you out of the group that's fair if he wants to i'm totally <laughs> fine with that yeah i don't know i i generally struggle with playing online which is mostly the reason i i declined is just because like i have trouble keeping focus yep i have so much more fun in person and like i so the same group that i had played online with and struggled with like last year like beginning of last year um we all got together and just played like a one shot in august um and we played for like you know a day and a half and it was so much more fun it was like world's more fun and i never got tired of it like even though we were playing like for eight hours straight basically mm-hmm. uh we wrapped up a story and like done and it's so much better than playing online for me like it keeps my attention the whole time so yeah it's much easier i can imagine to have those like interactions with with people even in conversations or planning what you're gonna do or something like yeah. it's it's got to be hard online to gauge like the reaction of another person and not even just that but just like i get so distracted on the computer or at home like yeah, i do same. not have the focus to sit and like talk to a computer for eight hours i can't imagine trying to do it i'd play for an hour and be like all right i'm done yeah. or like start watching tv or start reading a book while these other things are going on and then i'm no longer invested in the storyline i just jump in when it's like my quote-unquote turn well, we didn't we didn't do a eight hour campaign yeah. it was only no, i think it was like two and a half hours. maybe yeah, three two and a half to three yeah mm-hmm. it was, so it wasn't like that in uh, two and a half three hours i know that sounds like a long time people who don't play dungeons and dragons board game but yeah yeah, it's it's a long board game yeah Mm. and eight hours sounds like a long time but i don't even realize that it is that long when we're playing as a like when we played it the other day right we started playing and we took natural breaks and like a next thing i knew it was six o'clock at night or something like that that was the crazy and i was like wait a minute 
what? <laughs> For me, it was when it was one o'clock and I was like, oh, okay, we'll do a little bit more. And then it was suddenly six yeah. o'clock. Yeah. That yeah. was when it was nuts to me. See, that's what I love about like playing in person is just like not just losing time like that, but just you feel invested. I don't know. Mm. You just like get into it. I was expecting it to feel weird playing online, but it oddly felt very like we oddly fell right into stride pretty quickly. Okay. Like I, I think one of the things that helps is most of my interactions with the people that we're playing with are via the internet. Mm. Okay. So we already have that rapport. So I can understand why Dwight might have that issue. Because well, I feel like I was talking over people a lot and yeah. I don't know these people exactly. at all. And not to be like, eh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to really know them. Right. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. Dwight, I can understand why Dwight would have issues because he's kind of the odd man out in the group because all of us know each other from like online. We've all been playing games together online for like months at this point hmm. um and some of them i've been playing with years and so some like, of them you've known your whole life mm, your brother uh yes my brother <laughs> yes <laughs> i forgot my brother was no you've only known him a few years i've known him for a little bit mm -hmm. yeah uh but like it was weird i expected there to be like a weird transitional phase where we were like getting into it but it felt pretty like immediately into it and i was like on board the whole time when everyone was like oh it's time to stop mostly because bart just left <laughs> um bart was just like oh gotta go bye um when he left i was like oh i guess it's time to stop but i didn't want to stop uh, i i was i was preparing to, yeah. to, to be gone mostly because i had to go to work the next day and it was right. starting to get a little bit late and i was ready to yeah. start getting into my going to sleep routine right but yeah, well, I was going to say, Alex, you play a lot of like online games in general and you have your streaming thing now, too. Yeah. So it's kind of a natural, more natural feeling to you now yeah. <clears throat> versus someone like I have never played a, a day of online gaming and never have interacted with anyone online. Like, mm -hmm. so I feel like it would just be weird, completely well, lost on me as to how to interact with people. Yeah, it's also different. Like when, when mm -mm. you're playing online for like an online game that is active and not like personal relationship type stuff mm. it's i mean it's easy to just have like a voice channel open and like just chat about the game itself and like <laughs> you know whatever regular regular pleasantries and things with D, &D you, you have to be able to respond to like the person like the the yeah. way that they're acting through their character right you know and all that stuff and like that's just not the same for me like i lose attention especially like if there's no like maps or overlays that change frequently like i just completely lose what's going we had on. some awesome maps like yeah. that that yeah. type of interactivity stuff was was perfect for me the, i feel like billy did great on he, that he did fantastic yeah. Yeah. the one of the only issues that i had with it was um that you lose with the face-to-face -face, uh type thing is uh, you you lose the um, the body language of, of other people, mm -hmm. meaning like if you're having a conversation with somebody, there was a couple times when we were playing that I wanted to say something else in addition, like as a tag to something else someone else said, and right. the conversation got swept away because nobody could see that I was like ready to jump in. Yeah. Whereas when you're in a room with someone, you can tell that someone like these shift forward, yeah. they're ready to interact with you. <laughs> and so like, I feel like there was a couple of times that like, and I, I think it happened to other people too, because they would like start talking, but someone else would kind yep. of sweep mm -hmm. over them where you lose that little bit of stuff but that's just an inherent issue with playing online there's right, nothing sure. like yeah nothing wrong with that it's just a it's a weakness a, exactly yeah. yeah yep for sure yeah so so with D, D like um 
one thing I wanted to ask some of like the newer players is like, have you found a stride with characters that you are gravitating towards mm -hmm. or want to play more frequently? Like you've played a bunch. I mean, and... I feel like every time I make a new character, I love them more than the last character I made. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm learning how to diversify my characters yeah. and make people that are even more three-dimensional than my previous character. Like, looking back, my first character, who was a, like, a half-elf druid, which I played in your session, yep. felt like a caricature of, like, the half-elf <laughs> druid. Like, it's it's a very, like... Oh, I'm from the forest. I do foresty things. I'm a druid. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, man, that character's so boring. Mm. <laughs> and then I look forward and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I have my furball paladin who actually like feels like more of a character. He's like neutral good. He does all these good things. And then I started, I started making my tabaxi warlock and I'm like, this character's awesome. She is like the polar opposite of the furball paladin that I'm that I'm playing, so it feels really weird. He's an alcoholic. She's not an alcoholic. She just drinks constantly <laughs> a lot. Um, but like, she feels like the exact opposite of the paladin I'm playing. And playing them two days apart felt so weird, but at the same time, so good mm. because it's fun putting yourself in the shoes of the character you're playing and being like, okay, what do I, what would my character do in this situation? It's yeah. not, what would I do in this situation? It's not like, what does the group want to do? It's, I say what I want to do and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> yeah. I can, yeah. I can agree with that. I think the first one that I played was just a human ranger. Yeah. And I made the character basically myself if I was like a badass ranger, basically. But yep. like the personality was very similar to my own because I didn't really fully know how to commit to anything but myself. Uh, and then, you know, the next campaign that came around with with Dwight, you know, my little silly, weird gnome girl who's mm -hmm. just like totally bizarre is like kind of like a a, a new silly version like i don't know like a weird version of myself i guess she's a lot more manic than you would be <laughs> she, I would is, say. she definitely is she has her quirks but then it's like you get those fun backstories and those fun interactions like out of nowhere just being like a weirdo <laughs> yeah, like, stuff with the pastries in the last time was a lot hey, of fun. the pastries were great <laughs> and she still has some i do i have yeah, like five they're, pastries they're like left three days old that are three days old <laughs> it's great nice. um but then in the newest campaign i was saying to to brian earlier like the character that i developed i was able to come up with this like really really cool backstory that's totally out of my world of even understanding but mm -hmm. to be able to play that is really cool and it's it's interesting but a little i i don't want to say disappointing the group that i'm playing with in that one is just less experienced mm -hmm. so to have this really cool character with a less experienced group to not be able to fully like expand and explore that character is a little bit i don't know Yep. Yeah, I like, can see the frustration <laughs> in that. The character just increased. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's how I felt about um 
I really liked the character that I made for Judd's one shot, and I was like, I'm playing this. I'm playing this once. That's so disappointing. I uh, loved the character I made for Judd's one shot. It was a. It was a um, Warforged. It was a Warforged. Oh wow! How weird. Warforged. Okay. Yes, I know. I know. I know. I'm very hypocritical. Um, it was a Warforged uh, who he, he was. He was only like two years old. He was built to be a nanny for a very rich kid. Yeah. And like that was his whole like backstory. Oh, I loved, I loved your, it. Yeah. He was a bard, right? He was a bard and his uh his uh weapon or his musical instrument was stored in his arm and yeah. it would like unfurl and oh, it was right. so cool it was so cool <laughs> and what were you alex you i were... was a dwarf rogue that's right that was awesome i was a dwarf rogue he was an alcoholic yeah. <laughs> i didn't get that across but it was in my backstory <laughs> I the reason I ask is because like I tend to fall into a lot of the same like tropes when I'm playing characters and like uh, I tend to go into charisma casters like I really like sorcerers I love bards warlocks mm-hmm. warlocks are great yeah even paladins like paladins use charisma sometimes clerics at least in older systems used mm-hmm. charisma that was a lot of fun and most recently this campaign slash one shot thing in august i just played a straight up fighter like yep. two weapon or two-handed weapon just fighter and it was like it was so much fun just trying something like completely different mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i really enjoyed like having somebody else playing a bard and a warlock in my party because yep. i was like oh they play it so differently than i would and that's awesome it's it's, like, it's so much fun to see how different players approach the same class yeah for sure like it it was cool because the first character I played was a druid, and then the next thing I did was DM for a group. So watching how the druid in that group worked, I was I kind of influenced her a little bit, but also didn't. I was sure. like, here's what I did, and she was like, I don't want to do that. I'm gonna do this, and I'm like, that's cool. Nice. And then watching it happen, I'm just like, oh, that's really cool. Like I was going for like a tank build like uh, circle of the moon but she wants to be a support like crowd control druid and i'm like that's really cool to see how people can look at one class and want to do something completely different like Mm -hmm. and that's how i've approached every new session i've gone into i've been like i don't want to do anything even similar to what i did in the last group i want to i want to branch out and try new things so like i would (laughs) never I don't know that I'd ever go back and play a Circle of the Moon Druid. If I made another Druid, I'd be like, right. I want it to be as different as possible. I feel like sure. it would have to depend on the character that you created. That's true. If the character you created feels like a Circle of the Moon right. Druid, then at that point you would shift into that. Right. Like in, in Billy's campaign, I'm playing a wizard. It's the first time I've ever played a wizard because yeah. they've always yeah. seemed, they seem a little bit easier in 5e than they were in 3.5, yeah. but they're super intimidating. And I'm finally, I feel like I'm finally comfortable enough to be like, I think I can handle this. Yep. And I'm yep. going in like a, crowd control area control yep. build which is different for me like because i'm used to just like th- i want to throw big damage <laughs> and stuff like that punch yeah. things <laughs> exactly it also must be nice having a big group around you so you don't feel as much pressure to know what you need to do as a wizard like having a new class that you're taking on i know i personally feel like more comfortable since warlock is completely new to me like it None of no one in a group that I've DM'd, no one in a group that I've played with has played a warlock, so I don't have any familiarity. I'm like, well, it helps that I'm with five other people 
and some of them are playing classes that I understand, so I can help them out. They can help me out. Mm-hmm. Or like, there's so many tur- turns in between. I can study my character sheet and go, "Here's what I can do. Here's what I can do." Uh, okay, you're not wrong. Uh, currently, where I am, but yes, obviously, I have like a lot of uh, options. But this is kind of going into. I think that as we level up and gain more abilities, it'll be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But right now it's like we only got like, I think, what, three rounds each on the last combat, more or less. Like the that's kind of an issue with not an issue, but like with a lot of people, like I almost feel and I need to get over this in my head. Like I want to help in the combat. So right. I feel like if I'm not doing damage for right now, yeah. I, if I'm not doing damage, then I am not assisting them because we're in like these wide open spaces and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. And it's just like, what am I trying to say here? No, I can relate I, to that. I, like, I want to be helping out. I'm like, if I, if I, if I dig a, if I dig a five foot hole, like that's that not helpful? doing anything for the overall, uh, uh, help of the group at this point. Right. Yeah. I Helped feel that bury horses. We didn't do that. Oh, we, that's another thing. Like it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I want to do this. And then we just kind of like just moved on and then we didn't end up doing it type of deal. Yeah. I feel that way with, with being a cleric in our campaign, like at times, especially when we first started out, what are you going to do with like one spell slot as a cleric? Yeah. Right. Nothing. <laughs> Bless your party. You're right. Yeah. Like, and even that is like two seconds later, you've killed all the yeah, kobolds. Like, like there's nothing to do. All. Yeah. But level one is the level worst. one is really tough. Yeah. And like, even now, I feel like I find myself struggling just in terms of of finding a balance of like I want to punch things too, but I want to make sure that we're not going to die or something right. crazy like that. And finding that balance is really hard. <laughs> yeah, people can take care of themselves. Yeah, no. And I, I think I just have to get over that where I can just like jump in and be like, I'm just going to punch some things. Good luck, people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or just take spells that are like damage dealing spells for your. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like one of the things I found so interesting about our, our new group that we just started with was most of us didn't really talk. We talked about like classes we were going to play and races, but nobody really talked about the character types or like like alignments or how we were going to fit into a group dynamic. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting, like immediately. And I, f- I felt this way every time a first session has happened, seeing exactly how people slot into groups, because it's like it's like me and Bart are like the loner people and we just kind of do what we want and don't give a shit what anyone else wants. But then like you are like a people pleaser and you want to lead the group and make sure that everything gets done. And it's so interesting how people immediately get slotted in, in like the first session. And it's just like, okay, we found our roles and now it's just see how this continues to go along. It can also be really frustrating. Like I struggle when, especially when players are like, in constant disagreements with one another and stuff like especially as a dm it gets very frustrating so i have no idea how billy is going to handle all that stuff but hopefully he feels comfortable with it we'll see i don't even know where i I don't know much about this campaign i have no idea where it's going so it'll be interesting if we get to a point where we all are in agreement in like what we want to be doing i assume we will i don't think we ever will probably (laughs) we'll see if my character has anything to say about it yeah, you were very adamant. You wanted to go that extra hour forward. You really were dying on that oh, hill. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I assume travel or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it, we were, it was a point where we were at a crossroads and um, we could 
continue we had like an hour left to travel that we could do and we could go an hour into a like a plains basically where we would be open and exposed or we could set up camp uh on a well-traveled road and alex was like let's go yeah let's go and uh we eventually i think it just like became like a war of attrition where he was like fine yeah yeah got it same thing happened at the end where i was like let's go fight some some more goblins and everyone else was like um let's just go to the town that's right over there and drop off our cargo and i was like yeah but things to kill man and that was a thing (laughs) where i had a really hard time not being like yes can we go kill those things because like my character yep doesn't what wants to go and finish the mission because he wants to get paid right like he doesn't care about this other stuff because that's not important to his immediate goal of getting paid it's funny because i felt the same way but in opposite like me as a person was like yeah i just want to finish what's going on like deliver our stuff get our gold but my character wanted to go fight more things so i was like oh let's go fight more things in my head i'm like those people are probably still alive like that's what i think is like i don't know if they're necessarily dead and we might have just doomed them to a like a fate worse than death because it was goblins um but i was like well i I gotta go and got to get paid maybe the goblins would have had treasure we could have gone and taken their treasure it was awesome. I like I love D D. Like D D is so much fun. Yep. I I feel like part of me is overdoing it a little bit because now I'm playing in two groups and I'm supposed to DM be DMing another group and like I feel like I have to fall behind on one of those to keep up with everything. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, our group will eventually fall behind on its own. Yeah. We had what, a like seven month lapse between sessions? That's true. Um really, when when is the next time you're gonna DM? Yeah, Brian, us? when's the, when's our next session? I just assumed we were done, but I mean we could try it. <laughs> I think the last thing we did was fight a dragon. No, we were no, we found a dragon. We were we in like a, a mine. We fought a demon? I had a panther. We fought something. <laughs> there was a portal. A dragon came and helped us fight a demon. I think so. Like a big, there was a big portal. Yeah, that, yeah you befriended a, a, a silver dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. That's the last that's thing awesome. I remember. It was, a, it was a gnome when you met it. Yeah, that, that's what it was. That's Bonnie what it was. used um, her like hail of thorns a lot to just keep everybody like grounded. Slow that's all I did stuff. a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was all about slowing people. Yeah, and yeah. If I was gonna run another game. Things. I would. I. I mean, from the sound of it, I would just want you guys to roll new characters unless you at like, this point adore your character. I did like I my, character. my character. <laughs> yeah, keep it. I did like my character. I thought he was pretty interesting, but I feel like I could have done better. I don't know. I don't I just, hate my character. I. I feel like. I like, I really want to be a, a ranger again. Like, I want to try a ranger again, yeah. but maybe something Have a little bit style. like a, just, yeah, yeah, just like a different well, a, approach to being yeah. a ranger, I guess. Exactly. Like, it, yeah, I didn't hate my character necessarily. I didn't hate Druid. I really liked it, but I felt like my character was boring and I didn't actually think about the character at all. Like, I didn't put any stock into my flaws or my like my alignment or anything like that i was just like yeah this seems fine and i was just yeah. like let's play i'm right. pretty sure mine was like neutral neutral <laughs> yeah, tr- like true neutral <laughs> that's human. everyone's first character is a true neutral because you don't want to like go i was chaotic stuff. neutral i think was i chaotic neutral i don't remember i don't remember i remember trying to cut off someone's hands i'm pretty sure i was lawful good i think i played a cleric like when in third my first character in third edition my first, I think I was chaotic neutral. Oh my god, my first character. Holy shit, buckle up. It's, it's everything I hate about characters now. Like, <laughs> I played a drow. Oh. I played a custom class that I found online that Ooh. my DM allowed me to play. Nice. Um, and 
it was like just like the it wasn't an edge lord so much as he had like no personality it was okay. just me doing stuff there was no character at all and oh my god it was the worst it was a lot of fun like i had it, the campaign itself was fantastic mm-hmm. my participation in it was the most like basic bitch boring nothing yep but it was so much fun my first real campaign was in college and i played a bard but it was a bard in a party of six mm-hmm. uh and we had pets and stuff too so in third edition or 3.5 Christ. at the time uh yeah the the bardic inspiration was insane it was wicked broken so like every single pet and character and player got plus two to hit plus two to damage <laughs> always and i could nice. cast grease at the same time grease is my favorite so fun. what's grease so, so grease uh in modern i'm pretty sure it's similar it it creates a like i think it's a 10 by 10 area um that's just like difficult terrain but it's like if you miss your deck save in it you fall prone we used it on an airship uh over the side on like ropes as people were trying to climb up and they just like fell thousands of feet to their deck it was so good you can grease people (laughs) you can grease floors guess what level one spell i have as a wizard oh i got grease (laughs) grease is so much fun it's like one of my favorites spells of all time mostly because like you can fight stuff that you should not be able to fight mm-hmm. if you get lucky mm-hmm. so like you know stuff with low dexterity like giants that yep. have giant clubs grease the giant club awesome. <laughs> Just, whatever what like, i'm looking forward to is when we're in the mines of philander or wherever yep. we are i assume yep. i'm also going to assume there's going to be places where we have like elevation changes mm-hmm. and stuff like that so i'm going to use mold earth i'm going to make a slant and then i'm going to grease the slant and i'm going to try and push people off of that yeah, ledges and stuff you get grappled <laughs> by a, a whatever in the cave you know grease them off exactly grease, grease the character that got grappled Brian, do you remember three third edition grappling rules uh, it no, was it was so bullshit it was the most complex thing in the yeah. that and like bull rushing they were the most like complex yeah, yeah, yeah. mechanics it's it's really fun having a dm like you dwight it's somebody that has <laughs> past experience with um D because it's fun listening to you try and remember like what we're supposed to be doing for checks because <laughs> oh, every I once in, with it so every much. once in a while you'll go like oh can i get a knowledge arcana check and i'm like that doesn't exist that, that anymore, doesn't right? exist anymore. I, I, I say it all the time <laughs> say it all i say the time. knowledge arcana knowledge history yep. like because i i that's the way it used to be it's yep. like it was yeah. knowledge and then a subset of it and, and like yep. Every time you say it, I'm like, yep, that's just his, his past brain kicking in. And uh, But, like, we all know what you mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and we do it. But, like, it's fun. Because this is, this is the first time you've DM'd 5e, right? Period. It's the first period. time you've period. Period. Arcana it's, was so weird in the past, too. Like, because it was broken down into, like, Arcana and, like, Spellcraft, I think is what it was called. It was something and, like, like that. I don't remember. One. I have my third. I have a 3.5 handbook over there. We're going to look it up. <laughs> Every time I hear people talk about like 3.5 Pathfinder and stuff, I'm just like, I'm glad I started with 5e. (laughs) 5e is so much cleaner. It's like streamlined, clean. It, it, It was so easy to get into. Like my first session with Brian as DM, I just, I felt like I understood the rules. Yep. I feel like I understand them much better now mm-hmm. but i felt like I, I had a good enough grasp that i could play like the moment i started playing you know yeah, pathfinder um, is very much for people who want to like 
do all the weird race and <laughs> class and yeah. like all that stuff it's very much like a tabletop combat simulator it is not like the same for role playing i also love that 5e is so popular right now mm -hmm. because there's no way it's going anywhere for the foreseeable future yeah. um i remember did you ever play fourth edition brian a little or yeah. i also played fourth edition so fourth edition came out when we were in college if i remember correctly like yeah or like end of college I, yeah i definitely remember playing it senior year yeah. uh, we played like one or two sessions of a fourth edition campaign and within i think like three to four years fifth edition had come out yeah so that's like the smallest turnaround for an edition period yeah. and it was because fourth edition flopped people yeah. did not like it at all there were there were neat things in fourth edition that i think kind of got adopted into fifth edition but they just straight up improved a lot of them like the the whole skill check thing has been around forever and fourth edition introduced skill challenges if i remember right i like, think people really liked those I, yes i i, I, I would and be remiss if i didn't stuck. go to bat for judd judd loves fourth edition so. what's oh, really? skill challenges skill challenges are like repeating skill checks during an action scene like a chase scene or something okay. like that yep. they gave like explicit rules for that in okay. the fourth and fifth edition um so that's that was something that kind of got introduced it used to just be that like you house ruled it like right. you would make it up and yep. like try to figure it out um yeah so that was like and there's a few other small improvements like um daily daily actions and daily spells versus like you know in the past it was just like sheerly durations mm -hmm. and they sort of fixed that with ritual casting in fifth edition mm -hmm. but like the whole per combat at will thing in and fourth daily, edition right. yeah, and then daily was like cool in its own way for the same reasons that ritual casting is um it just got really like boring because you could only do the same thing i was gonna say for wizards like or the spellcasters like it was like we we're always doing this one yes. thing because it's just yeah. the optimal You're thing that you can do is really yeah yeah so here's something that uh i'm actually curious about for bonnie and alex and it's almost a critique of me so i know you both are well I, it's just something that i'm not doing uh at this point actively yep. so i know the two of you uh your real first introduction to dungeons and dragons in general i believe was through critical role or maybe not your first introduction, but it's what like really hooked you into the game. Am I misspeaking? I mean, I don't know that that's true for me. I think like I was hooked after playing with Brian. I just couldn't uh, couldn't find people to play yeah, with. Or, yeah. Like I didn't have the output for it. Or mm -hmm. I think Critical Role was what made me be like, you know what? Maybe I could actually try my hand at DMing, yeah. and that was what really got me. Like I started DMing. And I had a lot of fun with it. And then Dwight was like, I kind of want to DM. I've been thinking about and it. And then I was like, yeah, let's do it. Because I wanted to feed that addiction because DMing for people that live 300 miles away is kind of hard and inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that's probably the same issue you had, which is why we stopped playing. Yeah. Um, and so sense. I was like, I want to group up here. And then you wanted to DM and then Billy wanted to DM. And I'm like, okay, now I'm inundated with DMV, <laughs> which is <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah. But, but what but I'm trying to get at why is I was like pushing you. I <laughs> yeah. was like, cause you just always need more DMs and it's not quite as hard as it looks. Yeah. It is challenging, but it's like, it's satisfying too. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I over prepare for DMing and by over preparing, I mean, I'm like building dungeons for every single one of our little encounters, <laughs> which mean, might be a, a little bit style. Yeah. <laughs> I, sure. I definitely learned my style from Brian, which is oh, okay. Mildly prepare and then wing it the rest of the way. Yeah. 
Fair. Which yeah. is absolutely what Brian taught me. Because I, I was like, Brian, I need DM tips. I'm DMing my... And he was like, well, I mean, it sounds like you have a general idea of what needs to happen. And then if anything else happens, you just fill in the blanks. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess that's what I wanted to get at is because like my dm style i don't even know what it is yep. but I, I have a feeling that you guys were going into it maybe expecting like a critical role style of stuff i, I don't know if that's true um or for me i didn't really have very many expectations i had only played the one time and it, and critical role for me was more of just like understanding what dungeons and dragons was kind of you know the epitome of it was supposed to quote unquote be mm -hmm. this okay. amazing world that can be built and these amazing characters that can you know like develop and can become real to people and and you know that was just like an idyllic thing to watch and be like oh that's really cool to see and to yeah. understand what it's actually supposed to be about because i grew up not really knowing like i watching you you and Brian playing from afar and just being like, oh, what? There's like characters and now yeah. all of a sudden there's things and I don't really understand what's going on, but like it seems really cool. Yeah. And I was always intrigued by it, yeah. but it never felt like a friendly enough thing until I got older and like was invited in to play with yep. Brian, you know, and I knew like growing up, he would explain it in a way that became friendly because that's just what he does with games in that's general. Brian. <laughs> that's Brian. He makes games friendly. <laughs> like it doesn't matter how complicated the game is. Yeah. He makes it seem easy. Easy. Yeah, yeah. So going into playing with a different DM, I don't really, you know, I don't really have any expectations in terms of how it's supposed to be because I don't think it's supposed to be any one way. Right. It's right. supposed That's, to be however, yep. you know, you want it to be. And I like I the way that you are doing it. I like the way the stories are going. I like that there's a direction and I like that there's these little mini quests that you are exploring, kind of making your own world. Yeah. Yeah. Instead he's, of just going off of what's in like, the I'm going to get better at that. Explore, <laughs> he's exploring the idea of homebrew, which yeah. I really Really like. I'm, like. I'm like going to make a world um, next. I, I like I what Bonnie said is like all true. <laughs> but okay. what what I really like is watching. I, I've now played for four different DMs because Judd counts because he's Definitely. a one shot. But like everybody has their own style, and I don't know if it's necessarily their style for that specific campaign or their style overall because I only play one campaign with all these people. Mm -hmm. But I like to think of it as the same way as like when you're rolling a new character, you're going to play that character differently than your last character. And I never expect any DM to be the same as the next DM. Right. Because people are going to have different styles. People are going to have different values for what they want out of a campaign. So like maybe, you know, Billy's going to want more role playing out of his group. So he's going to put more pressure on us to role play or like give us more free time to interact with each other. This is just an example. But like, it's interesting watching different DMs approach uh, the game, which is the game's the same no matter what. The rules are all the same. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting watching how different DMs approach different things mm -hmm. and how much prep different DMs bring to it. Yeah. Like, you could <laughs> tell that Brian was more about putting us in a world that we understood and just watching us do what we wanted and him going, oh, okay, they're going to go this way. Well, let, let's throw this at them. And he was a little more freeform with it because he wanted us to drive it even though he had a narrative behind it that he had like 
planned. Yeah, and it wasn't so much even a narrative. It was like there were there were things that I wanted you to have the options for. Right. Yep. And I understood the world. Yep. And so within that world, whatever intrigues you is yep. where I want to go anyway. Yeah. Like so, yeah. Like the time I, I almost got murdered by a hypocrite. Like <laughs> like Brian was they do. Brian was totally on board with that. He was like, uh <laughs> my, my character not so much. He was like, uh <laughs> you come across a hippogriff and i'm like i want to talk to it and he was like are you sure and i'm like yeah and then i walked up and tried to talk to it are you sure is never a good it sign tried to, to kill me DM. and then bonnie was like my character doesn't want to kill a hippogriff so i'm just she just stood back and i watched. sat in the grass I you think. came I to help me that. Well, you, I came, had to, you came to help me because lawful good and then bonnie eventually was like oh, i can't let them both die so she helped us and we killed a hippogriff and now I have a bunch of hippogriff feathers in my backpack. But like, <laughs> it's really interesting watching how different DMs approach the game it and is, how, yeah. how they prepare what they focus on when they're giving their descriptions like differently. Because some people really want you to understand every inch of the room that they're putting you in. Mm -hmm. Other people give you a general outline of what you're looking at and ask you to fill in the blanks on your own. It's really interesting. Um... I think every style has its merits. As long as you're not coming in completely unprepared and just winging it to a point where it seems like you're winging it. Like you, you had that weird, that side quest the other day and you were like, how prepared did that seem? And we were like, yeah, it seemed pretty prepared. Like, it was like 85% made up. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it didn't seem 85% made up. There was is, a goal and there was a reason. You have a picture in, the, in your head you know? of how it's going to go, yep. but it didn't go that way because right. they murdered sure. my monster super easy. He was so <laughs> upset about that. Uh, I, was I was so super sad. excited. I was guess on this topic. Like, I, I feel like we've been talking a little bit into, I mean, it's really been interesting, but I wonder would it be good to wrap up with like things that we want to improve about our own game? Brian, why don't you have a podcast? You're very good at driving them. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not even kidding. I'm being serious. Like, okay. this we, is like no, I don't know how to do it. He's terrible um, at driving podcasts. I am, but I'm yeah, very bad so like, at it. What's something that you want to get better about in your own D&D game? Like both as a character and as a DM, if you've played both sides. Um. Okay. I, as a DM, I want to be better prepared <laughs> i've never felt wholly prepared for a session and i feel like that is a disservice to my group and not just like and i don't mean preparing for every single thing that they can do but like preparing the world for everything that they can do and having it feel natural when they do something that i don't expect okay and i've gotten so bad at that where i expect them to do one thing and then when they do this other thing i have to wing it and it feels very unnatural and i need yeah. to i that's definitely something i need to get better at um as a player i in my newest session i'm trying to do this it's i i feel like i I am, I, I don't want to call it an alpha gamer, but like, I feel like in the last two groups that I played in, I tried to drive. You're in the, the driver's seat. I yeah. was in the driver's seat and I 
don't i'm trying not to do that in my most recent i i noticed that about myself when i started dming just generally as a player i started becoming a lot more of a driver of things because i knew how much the dm would appreciate yep. it you're not wrong well, you have yeah, no idea that's why i'm like yeah. in the back of my head i'm like oh, billy really wants us to go follow this blood yep. like he said there's a blood trail that's what we need to well, do it's like yeah. it's what i do in dwight in dwight's campaign i'm definitely the dad of the group like we, we've talked we've <laughs> joked 80 feet tall we've of joked about dad. it in in campaign but also like outside of the campaign like i'm the dad of the group i make i make the decisions people just either agree with them or don't like that that happens and I like that because it fits my character, but at the same time, I feel like I'm taking away from others' experience of the game because they don't get to make the decisions. And at that point, though, I feel like that's on me as as the dungeon master. I need right. to like recognize that and give some other people agency in like a decision or give them something that will make them feel right. involved Call with, with the, out. <laughs> exactly. Well, not, like yeah. no, I know in, fun, in some I know. way, like yeah. work around that. It's a, it's a bit in give and take of give and take between the DM and the player, but I I do feel like. In that campaign, I'm definitely taking over way too often. You take over a lot, but for me, it, it takes the stress off of like, since I'm still learning, right. it feels yeah. like you take a lot of the stress of making these big decisions, decisions. away yeah. from like, then I can focus more on having fun and getting into like the role playing and buying character. pastries yeah. for no reason right. and going and having an arm wrestle with a guy and like, totally like breaking it like yep. just silly fun thing it allows me to feel like i can do those things as a character okay. and and for me it, it makes the game more fun yeah okay uh well. but that kind of segues into like for me as a i've never done any dming it intrigues me but still scary sounding but as a character i feel like my two things is i do want to learn how to become a more decisive character right uh which it's not me in person either i don't know how to make decisions yeah. in real life so as a character playing a person who knows how to make decisions is really hard well <laughs> it, it helps <laughs> your character for dwight's campaign at least is not a decision maker no no no, no. period which is great no it's great if he says go i'm just gonna go which yeah. is my chaotic good person yeah. which is like yeah oh you want to go this way all right let's go and Why run down not? a hill yeah. and like fight some funguses Why let's not? do it <laughs> what's the worst that can happen yeah um but my other thing I'd like to do is like work on being more true to a character because I do find myself with me right yeah. <laughs> injecting it too much where I though. think too yeah. much about it where I'm like well this is what I would do if I got through this building like mm-hmm. to stay safe from these things I would never go barreling down a, a flight of stairs a, 10 feet ahead of the rest of the group right. and find whatever happens down this like dungeon mm-hmm. I would never do that that's stupid but trying to be more true to my character whose flaw is you know impulsiveness impulsiveness and running ahead of the group you know doing that and making it more difficult for the dm i'm sure (laughs) like jumping into a whole (laughs) bunch of like dangerous situations potentially but well but you think you're making it it more difficult for the dm but really they want you to do that you're giving us ideas you're making that more fun for the dm i think yeah um like one of the things i love is when when my group thinks outside of the box like i remember i had my group like cornered with like three hags trying to kill them and one of them was like yeah i'm gonna burn this place to the ground and i was like what and he was like yeah um the 
floor's made of wood, right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm just going to smash my lantern or my, my lantern on the ground and uh, set this place on fire. And I was like, okay, can you roll for it? And he rolled really well. And I was like, yep, it catches on fire. Well, this place is on fire now. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome because I, I then had to like start thinking like okay what's gonna happen this place is on fire i never would have expected them to do that hags are rough and too like it's hard to play as a hag as yep. when you're dming in so i was just like okay um well how are you gonna get out now right. this place is on fire and he's like there's a window right and i'm like yeah and he's like i'm gonna jump and i'm like okay <laughs> it, like I, I as a dm i love when my group does things that are unexpected within things that i understand because like if i've put together a scenario i don't care what they do mm -hmm. because the more weird it is the more outside the box they're thinking the mm -hmm. more fun it is for everyone mm. and so like you running ahead or like running down the slide to play with the fungus or fight the fungus whatever <laughs> it's fun it like that stuff's fun to me yeah and it also makes it more fun for your group because it adds to the role-playing element it makes them feel they have more to play catch up or they're, they they're more to. in the moment because they're like what is this crazy person doing <laughs> what would my character be doing and like my character's the dad and he's like i gotta go protect her so yeah. i gotta run forward and then i need to be perilous when i normally wouldn't be because i want to protect somebody and it it's just every it's so fun to think about how every action that you have yeah. has a reaction from not a, only every other player but also the dm yeah who's like a weird extra player that isn't a player but yeah i don't regret adding michael but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i feel like you've been trying to kill him since the first session no i'm, I'm not i have not been i just forget about him you put him in a gelatinous cube last session he didn't Someone get had hurt there yes, he no. did he, he took like oh, did he? he took like 12 points he took damage a little damage and then oh, i okay. tore him out and then yeah. we murdered both we those super monsters super murdered both super of them. easily <laughs> my spiritual weapon was clutch <laughs> it was that was awesome my big mistake was putting it so far away i oh, okay so as a dm what i need to do i have two things that i want to work on one is um reading more about like preparing more for like an encounters for for my uh players yeah. meaning like so for in this last one that they're talking about, I dropped and I, I loved the way I did it. Like I had this thing like kind of like unfurl for it was a um a gibbering uh gibbering mouther I think it's called, okay. uh, and it uh like unfurled from the ceiling and like plopped onto the floor and it was like gonna like rush in and attack them. Mm -hmm. And then I'm reading I'm like oh it can only move ten feet per round. Yeah, and it I I put it like. 60 feet away from them. I put oh. it like spell distance away from them. And, like without like fully realizing like, oh, this thing's, it didn't even get it's close more to like them. It's like a trap monster. Exactly. Right. It, yeah. it didn't get close to them. It didn't yep. do a thing. Yep. It's a lot um, of, the, like a lot of the funguses that Bonnie's probably talking about. It's, most of those are meant to be like discovered as they're already effing you Well, up. that's what happened on the last one because yep. it, in the, we were, they were in a dungeon and the fungus, this was a pre-made dungeon. So it was like, yeah. they had set them that. So it's like they, a, a trap dumped, I think, it was either me. you was i me. think it was you Absolutely. it like dumped you into and then the fungus is like spring out and attack yeah. him yeah. yeah i should have done that it's fine I though because i charmed them yes <laughs> nice so uh i need to prep for encounters better and i also want to <laughs> so this is an issue with the campaign itself that we're running and this is something that i didn't realize going into it um 
I don't know how you guys have felt about it, but it is incredibly linear. And I feel like I am railroading my players into doing like one specific thing. I see. Um, and I feel like I'm not giving them like that agency of choice in terms of like other things to do. And I just hope that the hook itself has been interesting enough for you guys to make you want to go and do the things that you're doing. But that's why I'm trying to add these little side questy things mm -hmm. that I am now creating and just kind of like slotting into this world and hopefully they're fitting in yeah so. imagine if burdusk had been important <laughs> right like that's the thing like they, there was they, they didn't give me anything about burdusk and it was just like so we, they were going north to this town alturiel and uh on the map is there was another city called burdusk and i was like well of course they would just go up the road and they would go through this place and when they got to burdusk they were like we're staying here and they like stayed there for like two days well we stayed there for two days because i was getting my plate armor <laughs> modified uh, yes. modified so I, I stole this plate armor off a dead body and mm -hmm. then when we got to burdusk i took it to an armorer and was like can you make this fit me and they were like well it's gonna be like two or three days and i'm like oh okay and i was like oh they're gonna want to go on and they're not gonna care and then <laughs> i was like sure and then i was like oh no no, no yeah we can wait <laughs> So we waited. And while we were waiting, you know, I went to like the warden of the town and was like, hey, do you guys have anything, any issues that we could help with? Like we're no. traveling adventurers. And the guy was like, oh, no, there were there were these people that came through to the town and they went north. They left. They went north. Um, you could maybe find them north. And, and, and so that's something I should Dwight have better like, prepared for. Get the fuck out of this town. <laughs> so I should have better prepared for that more sure, or less is what yeah. it comes down I to. I befriended a it's lady that, with a cart of flowers. You did. Yeah. It, it was fun and it's it's fun to razz Dwight about it a little bit. But at the same time, sure. like, I also, it happens to every I also could tell that he wanted us to leave the town, but I also really wanted that plate armor. <laughs> which he got, which is fine. And I mean, I hope it wasn't too much. Of, I wasn't too much of a bitch about it. No, it was uh, hilarious. Okay, good. That's funny. And as a player, I want to get better at not feeling like I always have to be an active person. Uh, and by that, I mean, like in combat, like I was saying, I was like, I, I feel like I have to throw my fireballs. I feel like I have to be doing something as opposed to like maybe setting up something to have someone let someone else have a cool moment oh sure so like not this kind of goes with like not not being like the center of attention or whatever you were talking about alex but just like letting other people have those cool moments as well and not try to take them for myself mm -hmm. which i feel like i moderately did but i just need to get better at it sure yeah. i believe that's where Learning i think how to be a badass buffer <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's hard especially if like you're and this also i think has to do a little bit with us not communicating pre that's something else i would do uh, i i don't know if i said it on podcast but i you definitely didn't. said it in the room where the one thing i would change about the um campaign that we are currently running is i would have a session zero where we all make our characters together yeah so that way everyone's involved in the process and everyone has an idea of what everyone else is doing. And so not that there's like less of a chance of overlap in terms of skills, but just no. so like everyone can kind of make stuff that complements each other. Right. And you, you also have more of a backstory with each other. Exactly. Just your own. Yeah. So like if people feel comfortable having like an intertwined backstory or as opposed to just being a person, like yeah. right. something like that would always be nice. And it just makes for not an easier group dynamic, but I feel like it might make for a better group dynamic down the road, potentially. Yeah potentially yeah, absolutely so that's yeah, it opens more doors basically yeah. i would 100 percent change that and so i think that's not an issue with the because we all in the billy's campaign we all built our stuff in a vacuum mm -hmm. for the most part i believe maybe i know the two people who are from the underdark wanted to be from the underdark i mean 
most of us talked to each other before we made our characters. I did not. You did. So maybe that's my issue. I mean, that, that's I, on me then, it I might guess. Have, like, like I said, you're the odd man out, and like I, I mildly feel bad about that. Like we, we didn't intentionally leave you out. It was just like we'd be playing Overwatch together, and we'd just be talking about the characters. We're See, I had no idea that, that was yeah, even happening. We, so. we just, it would just casually come up because Calvin was so excited about this campaign <laughs> and he would talk about it every moment he'd be like yeah i'm reading this book about the lore of what the underdark is all about and and i think i really want to be a, a deep gnome now and i was like oh that's cool he's like yeah because he was originally a halfling bard <laughs> and he's like yeah i've been reading just like the lore like all these all these books and i'm like jesus christ you're gonna know so much I'm about that awesome. he's excited but big eye roll <laughs> like <laughs> Uh, what do you mean why just so like i get the underdark like or... yes like the, like the, people don't understand like the underdark is not like it's not a place that people go it's not it's good it's not bad a, yeah it is not a place that people come from in D D. it's like a terrifying like other reality almost. i come from the underdark yeah but, it's your people like were banished yeah right well it's like isn't that why like the 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 drow were there because like they the if i'm not mistaken i believe the drow um became enamored with this one particular god who was like the god of the underdark and so they followed him down there and they became know, like fallen elves yeah and they, that's why they're mostly evil you can at this ask point. calvin he would understand all of that <laughs> <laughs> he would how about yourself brian is there anything that you're working on currently um so i think for me the answer for both is really just like learning how to put more emotional content into the game because that's the stuff that i find most intriguing as a next kind of tier of like I was gonna quality say, that's you know? a very like high level yes, like you've right. been playing for a while well yeah but it's also like i don't know it's the thing that i enjoy most when i see it done by other players or yep. by other dms and so it's something that i want to learn how to encourage as a dm and like how to describe stuff scenarios rooms people npcs whatever in a more emotionally impactful way and same when i'm playing a character is to allow myself to be emotionally impacted more um and not just like the standard like barbarian i'm angry i can't read yeah so like and like barbarians yeah. in third edition they one of their first level skills that they had to take was illiteracy nice <laughs> sorry but what yeah, were you saying, so that, that's i i think that's kind of where i'm looking to to improve is just you know that side of the game i think something that i am it's going to be interesting to look at going forward is how quickly our group in the current campaign we're doing um like bonds and same thing like for you bonnie like the one that you're currently working on how quickly like they bond and come together because that's always something that i'm in the back of my head i'm like we've only been known each other for like three days mm -hmm. how like friendly and camaraderie can we be at this point mm -hmm. um and it's, it's also issues i've had in like past campaigns as well where like if we have people who we don't have a backstory with and we're like six hours into our campaign we've already done like something epic but we're like best chums mm -hmm. at this point it's like when you take a step back and think about it you're like eh, i don't know and it's like is this emotionally true is, yeah. the, is this yeah. ringing true in terms of like what our characters would be doing I, I usually try to 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 solve exactly that problem i usually try to write into my own head 
after the first combat experience, if anybody did anything to protect me from damage, immediately I'll start treating them differently as a character. Mm. Because that makes a lot of sense. I've not been in combat, but if I was, I think that that's where your bonds would grow quickest. Yeah. So I think mm -hmm. using it as not just an opportunity to like show off cool skills, but like see where your bonds start to grow is like potentially yeah. really impactful yeah it's one of the things that like so in the other campaign that i'm playing i've developed this really in my head interesting character that has like a very dark background and very like is a very private person where like in our campaign i've been trying to show some of this emotional thing like we so my backstory and involves like so i'm a druid circle of the moon and basically we i grew up in like a group of assassin wolves like they train these people Ooh. to like be assassins who turn into wolves and that's like what they're trained as like from a young young age so the first place that we went into we're playing curse of Strahd. the first place that we went into had these statues and like things that the dm was describing as like a lot of wolf paraphernalia not paraphernalia but like wolf imagery? insignia and imagery and like statues and stuff with wolves so as a character i was like pretty sure i wouldn't react well to these things so i walked into one room and there was like several wolves heads on the wall or something so i stopped and turned around and like walked out and the group that i'm playing with i'm not sure caught on to the fact that i was trying to like create these role-playing moments because they're all very new to the group, which is where I struggle in, in this new group. Like, I love this character that I created with this really, really cool backstory, but I'm not sure that this is the group that would, like, understand and be able to develop this really cool thing and, like, find these really cool moments. <laughs> so it's, like, interesting. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying with that. It's And that's, like, a, a good opportunity for you to, like... Uh, rising tide rises or brings up all ships or whatever the, the the phrase is that's a good opportunity for you to be like hey guys i'm doing a thing and like try to like rope them into <laughs> yeah. it as well so like we're like because that's gonna make them more comfortable going forward yeah. and then hopefully like you gina, know like every think, season so i'm playing with your sister gina and I she's think, also in our other campaign as well yes and mm. i think she caught on a little bit but it was like right near the end of where we were ending one of our sessions and then the next session nobody like really even thought nah. twice about it we were just like moving on with whatever the next thing was so it's like just those moments where i'm like come on <laughs> just want to have this really cool thing that's also one thing i want to get better at making sure i take good enough notes specifically at the at end of sessions who takes notes i take I notes love i love the memes about D, D notes have you seen any of no them? oh there's so many good ones but yes it's like a stereotypical problem but one of my favorite memes it's i have i don't remember it exactly but it's like a guy staring at a journal and he's like uh, according to my notes last session we weird elf four coins button <laughs> dragon question mark maze puzzle yep i, I wonder if <laughs> those are my notes yeah because of the way like there's a lot more about dates in your notes yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry oh yeah kythorn the, the way that i learned how to play D D. The idea of note taking is so foreign to me. I, we never did anything. It was all on our DM and he like kept like a running, I don't know, like it was all in his head. And we just, because it was very uh, improvisational and very mm -hmm. loose. So like the idea of like having a note just didn't matter. So it's so strange to me, like these type of like modern things that people are doing. Yeah. I sound like such an old man yelling at a cloud right now, <laughs> but 
it's not necessarily a modern thing. That's just like a, a style thing too. Uh, okay, a modern in sense that you're sorry, you're right. It's just not the way that I learned. So right. it's very yeah, yeah, yeah. unique. To I, me. I also like to be that like players were, were responsible for that stuff. Yep. Like they really? were absolutely responsible for it, including drawing maps for the dungeons. <laughs> I oof. I really yes. liked um, oof, big time. I liked in our last session we get to El Toriel and we were like, where are we supposed to go? And you go, whoops. You as the DM, you go. Well, you know, I mentioned uh, Froom, right? And we all start flipping through our notes and we're like, we don't have this written anywhere. And you were like, oh, well, then ignore that. And we were like, well, where do we <laughs> hey, go? We're just I made it around. work. <laughs> you did I was make happy it work. With, the, with the solution I you came made, up with. Oh, yeah, you made it work. But it was hilarious. We get there and we're like, now what? <laughs> we, we all look at each other. We're like, what were we supposed to be doing? <laughs> hey, don't worry. I've already thought of that problem because what are you going to do once you get to Baldur's Gate? Uh, exactly. I did not think about that. <laughs> Spoiler okay, alert. We still have to get back to the ship. We're stuck in a tower somewhere. <laughs> no, we're fine. We're fine. So anyways, um, Brian, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about for d and I know you I were... Know. you were just like a fun conversation. It really is. That was yeah. good. d and great. d yeah. is awesome. I, mean, I, like, I would love to gush about my last character, I guess. But like, yeah, I mean, it was a fighter. But like the backstory was just a lot of fun because we're playing in an archipelago uh, where awesome. ships and like piracy is a big thing. And it's somebody else's campaign setting that we ran a one shot in. So it was fun to just be there and like affecting things that I think the DM is going to take into into his actual that's, that's campaign. So cool. That's awesome. It should be really fun. But yeah, my character is just like, um, you know, part of a merchant family in a closed off city state that needs trade, but is getting embargoed, basically. So she's going adventuring to try and like you know feed her family and so she's smuggling money back to them from her adventures cool like that's the whole deal and she has a big two-handed sword nice and she cuts people with <laughs> that's it. really great i want to going forward at some point create my own campaign setting like that's kind yes. of my next thing that i want to do yeah do it I, I think it'll be fun um i think you're dedicated enough to do it i don't think i could do it I was like that a shot at me because we we didn't play for like seven months. No, no, no. I I meant that like like you. It doesn't matter. Made it doesn't matter how how frequently we play. It's every time we play, you're so prepared. You you're like I, I have maps. I when when you busted out the fucking map that you built for the the that was fun the cave that we went in. I was like, holy fuck, this guy is like dedicated to make. And I feel like that'll apply itself well to a homebrew because you'll be like oh you won't even be following maps that were made for you you'll be making your own maps let's, and you'll be uh, like let's hold each other accountable in november november is normally um national novel writing month and i was going to use it to start writing another campaign setting and see how i did with it um and just like see if i could you know get all the, great. the month in november writing for something like that um, I think National Novel Writing Month is supposed to be 50,000 words towards a novel. Uh, but if we do 50,000 words towards a campaign setting. Christ. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> 50,000 words? Yeah. There's like a set amount you're supposed to hit every single yeah, it's day. Something like 1,600 or something. I will write. I will try to do 50,000 words. Oh, you want to try to? Yeah, we're all. But. In maybe a thousand words will will be written 
No, but really, like if you if you want to start writing beginning of November and just see how it goes. Well, here's we'll the just thing: check in with each other for once. In a while. I, I'm totally up for it. I'm not going to hit fifty thousand because like no. part of my world building is I want to like be drawing maps and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, how yeah, many yeah, yeah. lines count as a word? Uh, What's the translation? One map, every map one is map worth a thousand. Three pen strokes is one letter. So then translate that into like. Into words, yeah. No. Every okay. word average four letters. I'm gonna have a I lot a picture, of mountain ranges. I thought a picture was worth a thousand words. Ooh. So every oh, map is a thousand words. It's flat. So yeah. I'm just gonna draw one map and I'm done for the month. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And there's something else I was gonna say. Oh, um, so another thing that uh, so I read that uh, campaign setting there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I, I read the um, the Christmas one, the Christmas one, and I would love to run that. So if anyone's interested uh, in joining a Christmas campaign one shot, yeah, uh, that would be fantastic. I think any excuse if, I have to make a character. There's also a Thanksgiving one shot that's really pretty funny. I don't think I'd have enough time to prep for that at it's, this point. Because the way I like to prep for things, it's is really stupid. funny because Dwight was like, "Oh, I kind of want to do a Christmas one shot," and I was like, "I had saved this to my Google Drive, like." three years ago because i saw it on reddit i like skimmed through it read some comments and everyone was like this is great but i skimmed through it i don't even remember any I'm of pretty it pretty sure it was published in 2018 okay but... maybe it was it was probably last year last year maybe i don't know maybe uh, not maybe it was, it, I, it was definitely when i had a job because i saved it while i was working um <laughs> dr dr dwight's not listening <laughs> dr dr chris dr chris there we go. um yeah i definitely found it while i was at work so it was at least early 2018 if not late 2017 but i loved it and i was like oh maybe i can run it this christmas and then this christmas came around and i was like maybe next christmas and then by then i had forgotten about it and then you mentioned it and i was like i have that and then i couldn't find it and then i was on my google drive and I was like, oh, here it is. And then I forwarded it to you. I it, think that would be a lot of fun. Dude, so, uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, so it takes place in Feyrun. It takes place in Waterdeep. Oh, cool. And you guys are going to Waterdeep. That's I'm like, so cool. do I just do it in part of your campaign? But no, I think but I'm going to do it as a one-shot. we're in Kythorn. Uh, what month <laughs> does, does this one take place in? Dude, you would probably be arriving around the midsummer thing. I would have shifted it up to the mid to be not a winter to be a midsummer. Um, it wouldn't be Christmas then. But it wouldn't be. Yeah, you know. But it would just be a part of the campaign, dude. Would, you're not oh, getting to water deep for a meet? long time. Yeah, it would be. Um, it'd be like the midsummer shield shield meet thing. Shield, shield meet. meet. That's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. But midsummer ain't. shield meet um, only happens on a leap year. <laughs> only happens in on <laughs> And uh, we are actually in the year 152. But we're supposed to be in the year like twelve like hundred something. Um, but I Dwight let us it. roll it, and we rolled year one fifty two. My character is like one hundred eighty years old, so I've seen the calendar reset. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. It's a lot of fun. So, anyways, uh, that's been another episode of No <laughs> Refunds. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us, Al um, Alex, Hi. Uh, Brian, and Bonnie. It was it was a lot of fun. Hold on, hold on one second. Tiffany, do you want to come say goodbye or are you asleep? Yes. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Tiffany says bye. Tiffany says bye. Says bye. Um, so thank you guys so much for joining us and talking Dungeons and Dragons and uh, yeah, all funny. the other stuff that we talked cereal. about. Cereal. <laughs> we cereal. talked about cereal for like an hour. Don't forget the cereal. <laughs> the cereal Very is the important. most important thing in this episode. It's the most important Symbolism meal of the day. Cereal. Honey Nut Cheerios, boys. What's your favorite cereal? Send it in. No refunds. Yeah, oh, yeah. No refunds podcast at gmail.com. Gmail. That's true. Yeah. Yep. You guys got it. Or got tweet. It. Tweet us. Or we in, don't have a Twitter. Instagram it. Twitter. Right, Brian, what's our Instagram? What's our Twitter? Your Twitter is Twitter. No Refunds Podcast. No, we don't. Hashtag uh, no, cereal. Twitter is Big Old No Refunds. <laughs> big Old Fundies. Um, um, yeah. Facebook? Yeah, we have Facebook. Like us on that. Send us don't, an email. Like they were that. saying, no refunds podcast at gmail.com. Send us your, your favorite cereals. And next episode is our top 10, uh, our top, top five ten TV cereals. shows. Oh, so yeah. send us your top five TV shows. Brian, seriously, send us your top five TV shows. If it's still blank when I look at it, uh, I'm just going to make them up. So, all right. Well, thank you guys so <laughs> much fair. for listening. And uh, we will talk to you guys next time. So, bye. 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 Okay, bye. Wait, do I get to say goodbye? No. Bye. You can come back at the end. Oh, I can come back at the end. Okay, good. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. So. What are we eating? <laughs> this is what happened. In 10. <laughs> well, this is what happened when we were eight. After we recorded, and I just spent the entire time we recorded thinking about. I thought we were talking about sandwiches. Well, we did talk about sandwiches. So we have two options at this point in in terms of recording: it's either recording before we eat and we're constantly thinking about food, (laughs) or it's never recording because when we come back we'll be too full and we will not record. That was me just that one time because Alex made me eat sandwiches. (laughs) How is this my fault? (laughs) I'm just so hungry. I'm sorry. All right, end of episode. Wow, okay.